2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee is 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com guidance is internal ignition sequence starts 5 4 3 2 1 0 all engine running lift off we have a lift off
0: Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Like
1: Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. Subscribe to our iTunes feed. Just search Permission Granted and you'll get it there on iTunes. Uploaded it every single week to your device also, you can simply get us on demand, DA on CBS.com, always archived there, and on the normal DA show feed as well. Today is a Tuesday morning. We just finished Winners and Losers of my wedding reception over the weekend on Saturday. Just to get everybody caught up to date, you might have already heard me talk about how I've been married over the last month. I was. We had a small ceremony back in August. It was on a sailboat in New York City, amazing. The bourbon bell designed that whole bad boy. It was awesome. But then because we could only get so many people onto the sailboat, instead we had a reception a month later. And so we've talked about that a lot here on the show. So all the guys from CBS came out: Mraz and his wife Danielle, bogish and his wife Katie, uh, Pete the Body Bellotti and his fiance Bridget. We had Jolton Joe D'Aloisio along with his girlfriend. She was amazing. We had uh, James Ward and Aurora show up as well. We had everybody come out, which was just so much fun. And so I think today should be the recap of what we experienced there, Moraz. I think that's the only thing we can do this week in a PGP because it's kind of like the DA show's royal wedding.
2: Yeah, it is the royal wedding, and CNN would have coverage of it, so why wouldn't the Permission Granted podcast have coverage of it? Uh, The only thing we were missing was actually just the setup with microphones to commentate on it live and put it out there for the audience. which could have been like a Facebook Live (laughs) Young Guns broadcast. Exactly. And
1: Penns was there, too, so we could have hit him through the color as well. Bart Scott even showed up, which was amazing. Yeah, but as you've brought up now on the show, does it count? I think it counts. I think it counts, but I never got a photo with him, which is going to make people always say, you're making this up. Bart came out to the wedding, which was such a nice gesture, but he left right after the speeches, before the food... And I never got a photo with him, and he never told me he was leaving. He just ghosted.
2: Yeah, I could tell you the inside story behind the music of Bart Scott. I was standing next to him during the speeches, and his back locked up, the old football back. Really? He And he was looking, scrambling around, see if he could see. He didn't want to be um, disrespectful? disrespectful. So you watch, it, and the whole time he's pulling his back, he starts putting his hand on my shoulder. His back had locked up. Oh. <sighs> After that, I could tell you he was playing the card of he had the Jet pregame show early in Manhattan. But I know from knowing him, he was very much in, in, invested in this Triple G fight, which, which we end up ordering. Yeah. He wasn't aware of that. And I think he looked at the time. Had Had he known we were getting the fight, does he stay? I think he does. Oh. I think he does. He, he will still hide behind the banner. I give up saying hide behind it. Of He had to get up early for the pregame show, which is true. But he was still watching the fight. Uh, He's a huge boxing nut, and this fight he has talked about for three months. Uh, so I think had he been aware of that, there's a good chance. But I think it was a combination. His back really did lock; I could tell. And then I think he realized the fight was coming, and he, I think he would have. I think he felt ruder if he started saying goodbye. So he said, "I just got to blend out here." I needed a photo with Bart, though. Me and and the Bourbon Bell needed a photo with Bart. S- I think here's how we culminate football season if Bart's going to appear on the show. He has to wear that same suit, and you have to come in with your Tuxer suit, and you guys do a picture in the studio, and that'll be your wedding picture with Bart. I think that's how we wrap it up this year.
1: We end up getting the fight um, because a couple of my cousins and friends really wanted to see it, so I understood that. I mean, hey, they came all the way out. My mom wasn't thrilled with that. She wasn't thrilled that— they kind of pulled themselves away from a wedding to watch a boxing fight. Hmm. But she's not a big boxing fan. you know. And I understood, hey, you're going to come all the way out for this. you know. It ends up happening after the wedding was already supposed to end anyway. Yeah, technically
2: the fight wasn't going off until 11 when the original wedding right. end time was supposed to happen. Yeah, so I understood it. I thought the tough part was that final hour took people off of the dance floor.
1: But there weren't sure. many people that watched it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I looked over and it looked like it was a decent crowd. I think what ended up happening was whatever the random amount of people we had from the wedding going over, you had other people from the restaurant just joining the yeah, wedding. Right. So it looked like a bigger crowd over there. But for that last hour, I love a, the last hour of a wedding is really like the witching hour on Red Zone <laughs> yeah. on an NFL Sunday, that 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern hour where there's chaos, there's lead changes all over the place. Scott Hansen doesn't know what to do. <laughs> And I look at the last hour of a wedding on a dance floor like that. DJ is rifling through as many songs as possible, trying to get through his original playlist. Where we're out of time. You're panicked. Let's go here. We got to score some points. And next thing you know, there's been new lead changes, new winnings of dancers and everything. And I think in the end, the people watching the fight, I respect it or whatever. I don't think anybody was really missed on the dance floor because there was so much going on anyway.
1: I think we only lost maybe three or four people to the actual match anyway. And then everybody else that was watching, I think, was from the bar.
2: Right. And the ironic part is if the wedding ended the from regular the, time.
1: A, our place was at a restaurant, but the restaurant was still open to people. We were outside under a tent in their lawn area. Exactly. So you could go into the restaurant with the normal customers.
2: And I think you would have had people tuned up into the fight for the after party, which would have been... But, you know, what are you going to choose in that spot? Listen, I love a good fight. Am I missing a fight to over free dancing on a dance floor? No. I'm sorry. I'm there to boogie. So... It wasn't taking me away from the dance floor.
1: Yeah, I'm glad for that. Um, I thought overall it was just such an awesome night, and uh, it was so cool to see everybody together, and I made this comparison on the show. You know, when Superman dies, there is this...
2: Again with the Superman funeral.
1: Well, it's what I keep thinking, because there's also an SNL skit. They did this when Superman died, and it was all the superheroes come out, and there's, like, small talk amongst them. So, like... The Hulk is asking Wolverine, like, you know, where'd you park the car? You know, they they all come to this normal event, this normal life event that's obviously a funeral, but that we all do. And so I'm looking around the room and I'm like, boy, there's Mraz. There's Jolt and Joe. There's Pete the Body. uh, There's my buddies from high school. There's the guys I grew up with. Oh my God. There's my buddies from college. You know, there's Penn's. There's the Syracuse guys. There's my family. There's my mom. There's my dad. There's my aunt. You have all of the people from your life in one area, and they're all, in your mind, superheroes. Because right. those are the most important people in your life. No, I can relate to that. I've obviously done it. I was lucky enough. We were not forced to invite any family members that we didn't want to. So that was big. We bring this up inside B, by the way, coming okay. up with Andrew Bogish. Because I've heard of weddings where like, the guest list is dictated by the parents. And it was like, well, you need to invite so-and-so, so-and-so. And you need to invite that cousin and that And we were not, our parents did not get involved in that, which was amazing. There was a couple of things that was like, you know, you really should because it's the right thing to do. But we ultimately made the decision whether it was the right thing to do or not. Gotcha. Which is nice.
2: It's refreshing.
1: And luckily, those people didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) But, and so everybody there, I was like, these are all the most important people
2: in my life. And they are all here for one time, one time only, because that's the only time you ever get to do that. Yeah, to have every single person in your life in one place. That is a really crazy thought to think of, but it's true because you have all these different pockets. It's the only time you get it. I loved
1: also the fact that, uh, well, we talked about this on the show. I mean, Pete really danced the entire night, and I have never seen Pete that um,
2: that kind of carefree. <laughs> Again, we will get more into this on Side B With Pete, but you're absolutely right. There was this... Pete that we know at work is always wound up, I think, to an extent, and always worrying, never is in the moment always worrying about the next thing. And for once, it was, here's a couple glasses of wine, and and Pete was free and easy. And I will make this comment now twice on the PGP. I, leading into the, the wedding, the royal wedding, if you will, had made the point, I need other people there. Because I don't need to be Pete hanging on my back the whole time. You didn't want to babysit Pete is the way that you put it. And there was a point in time in the wedding where I'm making a lot of small talk with a lot of people, doing a lot of handshakes. And I look over and Pete looks like the most fun guy in the room. And I said, <laughs> how do I get to hang out with Pete and ride his coattails tonight? Which was exactly how I felt at one point. I go, ah, Pete's ha- I got to get over and hang with Pete right now.
1: I know. He was just so carefree. He was so happy. Which was awesome. Jolton Joe D also was having a great time. He was dancing with his his girlfriend the entire night. Yeah,
2: Kaylee's great, and uh, her and her and my wife ended up hitting it off, hitting it off pretty well. I had only met her one other time at my surprise thirtieth birthday, and uh, now there's some talk of a double date in the works. Whoa. I think we might go up to uh, New Rock City, New Rochelle. It's very local, but. Uh, Yeah, they were great. So, ended up being, we ended up hanging with them a lot because what was a different, unique dynamic for your wedding is if a lot of people go to weddings, they're used to the big tables with like eight and the assigned seating. There's no assigned seating, which we talked about in the last PGP, which was nice, but tables of four. So, it was very finite if you were going to eat or like set up shop. So the Bogushes and the Bellatis went as a foursome, and the Morashes and the Dalloisios went as a foursome, and I really got to know her well. I I think they're a great couple. And so much so as well that she brought up to me Joe's mom finding the condoms or the condos. Wow. Oh, the condos. Wow. Joe's mom has approached Kaylee about it (laughs) and said, you know, I found these. And she said she was very taken aback, and now she has talked to Joe about growing up and not having his mom clean out his yeah, room. That's probably a good place to graduate from mom cleaning your room But anymore. could you imagine her as a girlfriend sleeping no, over and no, your boyfriend's mom no. brings up that she found condoms? You don't want to have that conversation. You want no part of that. But I found her hysterical bringing that up and I thought that added a new layer because you never think you think that's just between Joe and his mom. She was approached. Good I, wedding tidbit there. That's a really good wit- wedding inside story there. I,
1: I thought your... I thought what you said on the air was really interesting that you didn't know that I would ever get teary-eyed. No. When I said, when I did my speech and I was thanking obviously uh, my wife and her family and my family because we could not have afforded to do what we did at our venues without their support and their generosity. And then for everybody to come out, I mean, we're really so thankful and grateful and our family and our friends are amazing. So I got a little choked up knowing that all those people were there for me for one of these only times ever, these benchmark you know moments in life, so I got a little choked up. You were surprised at that, which is so interesting to me because I would think you knowing me for more than five years, you would know how heartfelt and how I wear my heart on my sleeve a lot of the time.
2: You do, but you got to remember all these years, I've never seen you cry. And I'm the same guy who's cried over player trades, and player retirements, <laughs> and had you laugh at me. And now here's where I'm the ultimate hypocrite. I get very emotional over nonsense and regular life events. I mean- Geez, I cried for a week when my dog died at the end of the summer. And then Derek Jeter retires. And I'm crying about that. Like, I don't stop crying. So, when I see... But on the opposite side of that, when I see other people I know cry, I have this weird tendency to laugh. So, as you're having a serious moment, I'm getting, like, an uncomfortable, like, giggle. Like, I've never seen DA like this. So, I'm both shocked. Nice. And then I start to laugh a little. <laughs> and your sister, by the way, was r- almost on the other side of the bar next to me. And, I, and she spots me laughing. And basically it gives me like a quiet yell, you know, like this Dame's moment and I'm like, I can't help it. I don't want to laugh, but I can't control <laughs> this right now. DA's laughing, I've never, I'm never i crying, I've never seen him cry.
1: So you uncontrollably laughed when I uncontrollably la- l- yes, cried.
2: Yes, it's and I know that's wrong. And it and at the same time I was I felt everything was heartfelt, but it was just like, Oh my god, DA's crying and now I'm gonna laugh that he's crying, even though it's a serious moment. And your sister's just waiting to hear her name mentioned by and she's got me giggling and looking at me like, What are you doing? Stop it, Morez. <laughs> But, yeah, I was taken aback. And I know you wear your emotion. but, again, six years, I never saw you cry. Oh, what other opportunities would I have to cry? Good point. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, but it's, it's jarring when you know somebody for that long and then you see them in that vulnerable I state. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. And what ends up happening also is
1: that there was a lot of emotion in the room, I think, because both my wife and I are very emotional people, and mm-hmm. we really – I think one thing that I do a lot, I try to do a lot, is tell people how important they are because I think it doesn't get said often and people hold that back because it's kind of corny or awkward or Right, people are
2: afraid to say stuff
1: like that for no reason, but everybody feels that way. Yeah, and I I really feel like saying those things, but it's easy for me because I speak for a living. Um, And so one of the things that I think because it was so evident, like the love that was in the room was that it brought up a lot of emotions for a lot of people. And Mm. a lot of people hadn't seen a lot of people in a long time. Like, my buddies from high school hadn't seen some other buddies from high school in years. That's kind of the cool part about weddings, is bringing people together like that. My cousin, Greg, who was one of my groomsmen... The best. He hadn't seen some of my college roommates since we graduated 17, 18 years ago. So we're going on nearly 20 years. He had not seen these guys before. So I think there was a lot of that, like... My brother hadn't seen some of my buddies that had moved away out of Warwick for a long time. And that just made everything, like, hypercharged emotionally. And so you get out of it. I don't know if you felt this way, but you come out of it, and there's a little PTSD. You come out of it, and you're, like, emotionally, like, shook for the next couple of days. No, I... You go through everything. Gratefulness, thankfulness, love, appreciation.
2: And isn't there a little bit, and maybe you felt this way, and... just ties into what you're saying. A little bit of like regret, like, ah, I wish I could have spoken to him like five more minutes or something like that. You just don't have the time. It's
1: all of that because we had, I think we ended up having 95 people at this wedding and, you know, probably 40 of which I could have had a one-hour conversation with. Right. But in the middle of a four-hour event and you do all these things as a groom, you don't get to talk to anybody. So I found myself like if I was talking to you or my cousin or my aunt or uncle or one of my buddies that I see every day, I had to mentally go like, I need to make sure that I spend this time with the people I never see. Right. That came from
2: near Because you had so many people come from far away. Yeah.
1: And that was hard to, like, balance that. But um, weddings are such an interesting thing, man. I was saying to the Bourbon Bell, like, it's sad, but there's no other time in life that you get that excuse. And if you elope or you do a destination wedding, those are awesome. And if that works for you, it's great. You lose a little bit of that. You lose an opportunity if you if you need if you don't want the opportunity, that's fine. But you'll probably never have an opportunity for people from all of your walks of life to come out for you. I mean, your first child, like a maybe a uh, a baby shower, okay? Maybe if you graduated college and a lot of people came out for that, maybe if your kid graduates college, But how many events do you ever have where somebody's going to fly across the country for you?
2: This is a true story. A funeral, but then somebody died. Right. And it's not you. At my wedding, my dad is one of seven. Huge family. People live in Florida. And we've had cousins' weddings, whatever. My wedding to this day in 2018, and I'm the second oldest at 31, is the only time every single one of the cousins was at the same place at the same time ever. Wow. And there's a picture from my wedding of myself... And all of my cousins from my dad's side. Wow. And listen, there might be a time where I'm not there. I could be the only one missing. The only picture that exists of all the cousins together at once exists at my wedding. And without my wedding, there would have never been a time where, for whatever reason, even on some funerals with grandparents, that every single cousin was in the same place at the same time. That's incredible. Think about that. It's Outrageous.
1: That's incredible. That's why when I was going through it, you see that. Organizing a wedding is such a racket sometimes. You're like, come on, $2,000 for a cake? Come on, that wedding dress costs $11,000. And some of those prices are ridiculous, but... Come on, the venue is $40,000. All these things that come up, you're like, this is such a racket. But then you realize, once it's done, you go, I'm not saying it's worth spending $100,000 for a wedding. What I am saying is that whatever cost you spend,
2: it's almost never not worth it. I would agree. And I think generally speaking, and I know everybody's finances are way different, but you do what you can afford. No matter what you end up spending, generally, forget three or six months later, you forget you even had it. You know what I mean? Like it was just that moment is a moment in time that you look back on and will be the moment of your life. It really will be. You buy that moment. Right. It's buying a moment. That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. Uh, To this day... Think about how many ran anybody out there's been married. Random days in October, you could think like you don't remember what you got up. did would you will always remember that moment. Who was there? Funny things you will talk about forever at the next family party. You ah, that was funny at the wedding. You talk about it forever. You have bought the moment. So I I really have no regrets, and I'm sure most people don't. Where the speech is too long. Yeah, I I would say so. Here's my my issue with your speeches is. Here's they, the here's the backdrop. I thought my groomsmen
1: I had, my brother was my best man, and my cousin Greg was one of the groomsmen. They were supposed to do a tandem speech. And then the bridesmaid side were supposed to do a tandem speech as well. And then I was going to say a little something just to thank the two families and then, you know, talk about the bourbon bell and how much I love her. Ended up, everybody did their individual speeches. So that was not in the cards. So Greg went my cousin, then my brother, then one of the bridesmaids, the the maid of honor, then one of the other bridesmaids, then me that was a five speech and and I docket. think it, I think it ended up to a full hour on
2: on the surface of Probably it
1: like 45 minutes
2: on the surface of it if the 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 real question without dissecting it is were the speeches too long the answer is yes but i will say i found all of them actually pretty solid wedding speeches because i want to laugh you get to know maybe some of the ins and outs of stuff in relationships that maybe you weren't aware of as as an outsider your your cousin's hysterical uh, your brother was very funny, had good moments. I thought your wife's best friend she grew up in, she reminded me of a female comic. I don't know. For whatever reason, her delivery as a radio. I like found. A I found act. excellent. Great. And your wife's other friend was very good about, you know, picking up the barn house and everything. But I, you get the ins, uh, ins and outs of all of it. So, yeah, was it too long? Yeah, you have to find a way to cut it down. But I didn't find any one of the four boring,
1: if that yeah, makes any sense. That makes sense. Yes. I think that's a really good way to put it. And they all were so heartfelt and genuine that I. It's not that I didn't appreciate it. And also, people were being respectful and not getting up to go get drinks during them. What I should have had was having the staff keep pouring wine during all of them.
2: Yes. But again, you didn't know in the time that it was going to go that long. And And
1: then once you're in the middle of it, you can't be like, okay, everybody, hold on for a second. Hold on to the other speeches.
2: Let's have wine. You know, you can't do that. And I think this is a general lesson and rule of thumb for anybody that's going to give a speech at a wedding. My wife had a great line, too. I think it was either your brother or cousin is talking about stuff through the years, and he mentions about 1984, and she looks at me and she goes, we're only on 1984? <laughs> so, I think if you go over one page, whether it's written or anything, you're probably going too That's long. That's right. And even if you want to get stuff in and in together, well, this dates back to what you just said, where people are afraid to say things. You know, at the after party, go over and talk to your, you know, DA, I really appreciated this. It would bring up life moments then you, you got to find a way just to cut some of the fat, even if you don't view it as fat, and get it out. And remember the moment's not about you. It's about the couple and about everybody having a good time. And then it was so funny. As soon as the speeches were over, everybody just scattered to the food and the drink. Yeah. Just... You're starving and thirsty after an hour <laughs> of uh, standing there.
1: Yeah, stand in there. It's just the bo- best karmic thing ever. What was, what, <laughs> what was the, the telltale sign of my wedding? A lot of talk. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and an MC that Bogus couldn't get the job for.
1: That was great, man. Well, uh, I do really appreciate all you guys coming out. It just was like the best night ever for us. We just had the best time ever. I mean, my wife looked amazing. Absolutely oh, great. gorgeous. Um, and everybody just had such a good time. We were, we were so happy. So I'm glad that it became a good station event. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if Boise can live up to it. <laughs>
2: I, there's potatoes.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Should we re-rack the wedding in Boise?
2: Sure. Yeah, let's just have everybody fly out there. Well, yeah. Maybe you know, Boise listeners could be a part of it, yeah. too. Yeah, I they like can, it. They can fill out the people that can't make it. Maybe a mashed potato bar. Because you, you go through a little withdrawal. You go, boy, that was the greatest event ever. I want to have another event right. like that. Right, right. And you just start really, yeah, and this is the old two. We'll get together real soon. You never do. Yeah. You never do. But, you know, whatever. Let's party. Uh quick one last note. Sounds like you made some really close friends
1: with some of my buddies.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, quite a few. I mean, first of all, I love Coop in Houston. I love Kevin Penns. Cooper, one of my buddies from college. I know, I'm getting real inside. He did. Kevin Cooper's awesome. Was on the Houston Super Bowl committee. Talked with him for a long time. Your roommate he ran Texans PR for years. Your roommate Brett couldn't have been a cooler dude. He's a veterinary now. Lives up in Buffalo. Listens to the show up there. Turns out there's a place I went to up in the Buffalo area, one of my favorite breweries. His buddy owns it, or buddy's father owns it. We were talking about that. It was such a small world. And your buddy, your buddy Pete Devlin. Uh, I'll give him a guy shout. That out. I grew up with guy you grew in high up school. with. Introduced himself early in the wedding, and throughout it would sporadically come over. And by the end of the wedding, it was one of those scenarios where I left going, "Yeah, I mean, f- me and Pete go back years. Like it was like a weird <laughs> thing. Like I felt like Pete." His sense of humor, his—he felt like like me and my my buddies from home, and you've met Chicken Carm on the the trips or whatever. We're in this group chat, and it's a lot of guys with similar sense of humor. It felt like Pete was one of my friends in the group chat. Like by the end, I was like, "This guy's great, you know." I, we might go out without you. I don't know. We'll figure this out. I He's love- in Breezy Point now. I got the whole life story. <laughs> Bay Ridge knew my father. <laughs> Bob the Deli Man. Bob the Deli Man. His wife's in a similar field as my wife. It's a whole thing. And you, my Aunt Deborah, and you totally hit it off. Yeah. Aunt Deb came up to me. I felt horrible because Aunt Deb looks like her sister, apparently. So by the end, I went to say goodbye to Aunt Deb. It wasn't Aunt Deb. It was Aunt Karen. So it was Aunt Karen. So She was like, <laughs> Deb, what are you talking about? And her daughter, Danielle, was cracking up. She's like, that's not my mom. So I was right. But she was great. The whole family was great. Phenomenal. Well, the, the
1: wedding was a, a huge success, and uh, I can't wait to hear Side B happening right now.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Let's go. Welcome to Side B, the PGP. This is Mraz, the host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by my esteemed colleague, Andrew Bogus today. Bogey, what's up? Oh, hey, Sean. Uh, where's Pete this morning? Yeah, Pete, mm. once again, scheduling way more important than the PGP, so we're going to have to wait on another ALF episode with Pete. My voice still hoarse <clears throat> from the, the DA wedding, and that's mm. where we will begin today. If you heard me on Monday go on a little Giants rant, if you will, and heard my voice not sound maybe as squeaky and as mouse-like as usual... It's because I didn't stop either talking or singing at the top of my lungs, a lot better than Robbie Rosenhaus would, by the way, at the DA wedding. And, you know, let's take it from there, Bogus, a lot to dissect and get into from four to five hours of pure chaos on the Hudson River.
0: Now, it was, on one hand, it was more subdued than I thought because it wasn't a huge crowd. True.
2: Smaller wedding than maybe you'd be
0: accustomed to. Right. But per person... Energy and output, I think, was very, very high. The Amendolara family does not mess around, apparently, when it comes to parties. You've been around them before, birth DAs and whatnot. This is my—you went to the bachelor party. This is my right. first experience. So to see DA singing and dancing and playing the room and his brother and his cousin and his sister and— his mom was out there at one point too. That's an impressive, impressive family.
2: And I'm glad you brought this up. I, I was actually going to mention this when you go to weddings. And again, I'm speaking from purely a northeast bias here because right. I mean, obviously, different parts of the country do it different ways. It's particularly on Long Island. We get these weddings with like 150 people to sometimes 200 people. Right. And a lot of times you get the older aunts, uncles, grandparents, and you know, great aunts and all that. And you end up having multiple tables of, of frankly, older people, not high energy. And then you get a separation gap between the younger people doing shots and doing whatever they want to do. And then, like you said, per person, maybe you don't have the energy. You get like, oh, those guys were a lot of fun, but ah, that side of the room didn't dance. DA's wedding invite list seemed to, at least to me, indicate a smaller wedding. I think less than 100 people. And all 100 people were either young and spry and ready to party or if they were older weren't your typical older folks that just sat there with their thumb up their ass, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, yeah, per capita, you had a lot of people. <laughs>
0: per capita, yeah.
2: DA also great job by him. And I've been there on the side of block parties and backyard parties where you, you know, you pay the DJ to stay an extra hour. Right. Wedding's supposed to end at eleven PM Eastern DA extended to midnight my assumption being and and I'm sure we're taping this on Tuesday morning so we haven't really dissected this if if we do get into this in the show forgive me that DA's speeches went on for about an hour so I think he felt like hey we got to have this party going we had you know longer speeches let's go dance for another hour
0: yeah between the speeches and then everybody eating all in one group i right. think that slowed things down uh i was nervous though because we were outside connected to a restaurant, but outside, and there was an apartment building nearby. I was,
2: sing Sing, the prison was next door. Yeah, but
0: then who cares? That they're, they're far away. They're all locked and key, and it's all soundproof You never know. And whatnot. One,
2: one convict escapes, bogus. That wedding is turned on its head.
0: <laughs> but I thought, you know, I was waiting for the cops to come by and be like, it's 11. You guys gotta be quiet. That's it. Like, you're in a park. We were kind of in a park, like a public area. Like, there could be noise ordinances and annoying people in the nice, fancy apartment building. I'm like, listen, I need to get my sleeve. Everybody be quiet here. So I was happy when he said we're going to midnight because I wasn't sure that was going to be a possibility. Mm, you know, and I, I bet you that does exist, and we'd have to ask
2: DA this, but I wonder if this is because, I, I wonder if the sound ordinance exists at midnight because it seemed like the DJ was running a hurry-up, spread offense, much like the Big 12. Midnight was a hard out. Yeah, like he was taking down speakers. By the end, the last song's playing on one speaker. Yeah, and it was, it was kind of, like,
0: I got seven minutes left. I got four minutes right, left. Right, he
2: kept counting that down. And now on one hand, maybe he's only getting paid till midnight, so you know, maybe he doesn't... Want to play the extra, but maybe there's some kind of fine that would come his way, right? You know, because he was in. I got to get these speakers down and out of here by yeah, midnight. He, he was not in, taking
0: a hit for DA. No,
2: he was get me to Friday. You know, he, he was in that a market. show
0: lawyer now, so maybe he could have gotten in trouble. And that, you could have given him your guy's number, and he would have been fine.
2: That is true. That is true. After my big case dismissal last week, another big takeaway for me. Not discussed enough, and I noticed embarrassed by the end because I I actually kept bringing it up, the stain on Bilotti's shirt that he threw on there. So Pete Bilotti, the body, wears a nice blue shirt, and he was on the dance floor. I mean, picture if you took a puppet of Humpty Dumpty and you put him on strings. like He was one of those puppet dolls where you held like the stick and Mm -hmm. you could control the arms and legs. Mm -hmm. That's how the body dances. But... Early, and I'm talking about not the end of the night. He dumps half a glass of wine, red wine, and stains his entire shirt.
0: Yeah, that was as relaxed as I've seen the body. I don't know if that's from Mrs. Body or what, (laughs) what, where that's coming from. (laughs) But normally, I mean, we've had this conversation on this, on the actual radio show, on the podcast here. I mean, he's all prim and proper. He's about like respect and acting correctly and not being loud or disrespectful. But like an hour in, the shirt was unbuttoned, it was untucked eventually, the undershirt was out, the stain, there was dancing. He was doing cheers and doing toasts and smiling and telling jokes and sweating up a storm. That was a lot of Pete. It was a lot of Pete, and I thought the same
2: thing. I thought Pete had a good showing, and I wonder if I personally have hung out with Pete in social settings multiple times uh, and over casual beers. I think Pete was a little inebriated. And there's nothing yes. wrong with no, that. Yeah, Obviously, for sure, at a wedding, you know, go ahead, get loose. And I was just waiting for you know Paul Allen on the on the Vikings broadcast to give us a the body is loose. And that's really what it felt like. And he uh, he got down. Uh, Pete was an MVP. He was, and, and I had brought this up at the PGP. I was worried about Pete just sticking by me. I wouldn't talk to anybody. That wasn't the case at all. Pete was a social butterfly. You
0: wanted him there now. All of a
2: sudden, yeah, I was wanted him. to be
0: next to him. I'm, I'm
2: talking to other people. I'm looking at all the fun happening around Pete. Going <laughs> get me near that guy. Yeah, that was a that was a new Pete. It definitely was. I thought also excellent uh, job by Bart Scott shows up and then does an Irish goodbye out yeah. of there.
0: I think also, I think Bart took a shot at me. I can't tell, though.
2: Why? What happened? So,
0: were you, I took a picture of Bart, and I think you were in it. And, like, the the camera was a, you, somebody gave me their phone, and it was on, like. It was
2: me. Me and Danielle, yeah. So, it
0: was on selfie mode. So, I was like, oh, why is it on me? And I flipped it, and I thought he called me a leprechaun as he was waiting for me to figure out your phone. I didn't hear
2: that. Maybe I was just paying attention to you. I didn't hear it. Interesting. What? Yeah. But now it should be noted, Bart was wearing a green suit. Could he have been calling himself a leprechaun? I mean, that is possible.
0: Huh. That is possible. I heard him say leprechaun, and I thought maybe he was mad at me for not figuring out how to. And I am smallish, and the beard doesn't help I me. Mean, are the odds me mean a green wearing... suit, and I'm the Notre Dame mascot.
2: I don't know. But okay, we're going to have to find out. Maybe we could ask Bart on. Uh... I don't think
0: we should. Let's get this between me and you.
2: Okay, well now it's on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine too. But you don't want to get Bart involved. No,
0: we need to directly bring Bart in. All right, if that's your wish. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right, I'll just, just assume it wasn't directed at me.
2: Things just got awkward. I think, yeah, awkward. We'll I, be think uh, I think we'll bogus is a wuss. Um, and before yes. before we wrap side B, I think something that has to be brought up too, because again, if you're following the PGP storylines, your wife did address with me my comments on your career. Yes, I think we are past it. She brought up that quote unquote, I was a you know a bleep. Yeah. Ass bleep. Your wife then joined in. Then she told me I was the same. Right. Your wife then said she was feeling multiple phone calls. And by the end of the night, I thought we were cool enough where I could make a joke about me joking about it. Mm -hmm. So much so that DA had an MC, if you will, of the speeches. Is how long the speeches went? Yeah. I guess his buddy or maybe another cousin. And I said, Bogus, you couldn't even get the MC job of DA's wedding speeches and she said there you go you're being a bleep you know what again yeah
0: no i think we're good now I, I, I think we're good i think she vented out enough yeah i mean she i don't think she was actually upset in the first place i mean it's sweet of her to pretend that she needed to defend me um she dug her heels in literally cuz she was wearing heels my parents though on the other hand now i told you this off the air i dropped our kids off at my parents house they were the kids stayed there we stayed in a hotel by their by the restaurant for the wedding Dropping them off. I'm walking away. My mom goes, Andrew, come back a second. And she goes, uh, one last thing. Tell that Mr. Mraz I say hello. In as evil a voice as my mom can muster. <sighs> that's intimidating. So, I mean, so, uh, I'm maybe gonna, you fix fixed my wife, but not the rest of my family. So I'm going to have to have a talk with your mother. I would lay low for a while.
2: Is she that mad? Can well, we get? Can we move on with our lives?
0: No, that's the thing. It's just people that don't understand... Like how radio works. Yeah, I
2: mean, I called my sisters fat. 48 hours later, we're good now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm the least angry at you through all of this, and I was
2: the victim. I just, I think I've gone on a good apology tour here, but apparently I haven't uh, I haven't figured it out. You're almost there. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it there. Uh, a great time partying with those. Oh, oh, there's one more Whoa, thing yeah. I want to bring up. On Pete's note, because I will forget this before Pete's wedding comes up in December. Okay. Pete. Mind you, the body has already been married before. Yeah. Divorced. Good for him. He's happier now. I wish him the best of luck is it? with his lovely fiance, Bridget. But essentially, Pete was a note, notepad and pen away from documenting do's and do nots from DA's wedding for his own wedding. Yes. It's as, if the, it's as if Pete, excuse me, is studying weddings he goes to now and writing down, we can't be doing this. We have to do this. He's going, and he's like whispering in my ear, like, hey, I didn't like this. I like this. I'm going to make sure I'm doing this. I'm not. Pete, I hate to break it to you. We are in September. Your wedding's in December. And your wedding's four days before Christmas. We will all have a great time. Nobody, and I mean nobody (laughs) in September, cares (laughs) what your do's and do nots for your wedding coming up in December is. I mean,
0: let it, I know you're excited. Right. I do not care. But that to see that's traditional, Pete. That's not the dancing shirt untucked, sweating Pete. The one that's like we're
2: drinking, eating, having a good time at the wedding. I don't need the what you're gonna take from this wedding. Right. That you're gonna do. What you're mm-hmm. gonna take from this wedding. That you're not gonna do. Like, who cares? Right. Like, why is he thinking that the whole Cause time? Because that
0: that's regular Pete. And that, I only and that, I, that went
2: away. And I wonder what his car ride home with his fiance was like. Like, hey, make sure we learn
0: from this. We learn from that. I would I would hope that he gave her a break on the ride home. But I bet there was a breakdown meeting the next morning but my breakfast. But
2: here's my biggest issue. I have no problem. Like, I get it. If you're getting married and you're excited and you see what other people do and maybe, like, you like certain stuff and don't. He's already been married. He should have that entire checklist ready to go. It shouldn't take on a DA's well, wedding
0: and, to come up with that. And their weddings are nothing alike. Right. Pieces inside at, like, like, a traditional hall. It'll it's be 13 big. degrees out. It's going to be freezing. We're not going to be under a tent outside where right. it's hot. Right. And it's going to be more oh, – it be double the people. This was very one's going to a baseball game, one's going to a football game. They're different things. Exactly. Both fun. Right. The Mets don't look at the Giants and go, what are they doing that we should be doing? Right. It's completely different. Well, I just thought I'd have to bring that up. But yeah, you no, can follow glad you got it to that. One. You could follow Andrew Bogus you. on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus.
2: And you could follow me on Twitter at Mirazz Have a great week, everyone.